1: Welcome back to Jamie All Over. Today is a very unexpected podcast episode. I was planning to do the business of beauty part two, but something in me is just not allowing me to get this episode done. Last week when I tried to record it, my throat literally closed up in real time as I was recording it and we had to Kind of break a little bit early and do an unexpected one last week as well. This week, I've been putting it off, putting it off, and I just kind of had to question myself, why am I procrastinating on doing this episode? But moving forward, and to introduce today's guest, he is a longtime friend of mine. We met about 10 years ago. I used to be his landlord, and we have just stayed in touch throughout the years. Welcome my friend James to the show.
0: Hi, everybody. Great to be here.
1: Thank you for doing this so last minute, because as you just heard, and you didn't know previously, I had planned to do a different episode today, and my body is just shutting down, not letting me do it. So I have to listen to that. I have to be like, there's a reason. And I tried to examine it, like I just said. A lot of it has to do with the fact that I don't want to do an episode on beauty treatments. And it's not that I hate the beauty industry, but I just feel like with everything going on in the world right now, it was physically impossible for me to do the episode. Yeah. If that makes sense. Body just
0: just telling you no.
1: My body, my mind. Yeah. I get that. So we switched gears. James just texted me, which is so bizarre because it seems like over the past few years, we haven't really seen each other all that much. But anytime that I think of you, you text me, which is so crazy. So just the other day, right after Thanksgiving, because, you know, over the holidays, you, like, think of all your old friends and, like, who do I want to reach out to? And I thought of you and I was like, oh, I should see how he's doing. And then all of a sudden it slipped my mind again. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and then I heard from you. But what was funny is that when I had that thought, I also had the thought, like, okay, well, he'll reach out because I'm thinking of him. And you did. <laughs> so crazy.
0: That's <laughs> wild. It, it has happened a few times. I can account for that. I did the same exact thing. I was like, oh, I should message these people and then message to no one. so Mm -hmm. bad friend
1: I didn't text anyone happy Thanksgiving this year me neither
0: me neither and you know how many Christmas presents I bought one and it's because my sister called me and was like this sale is gonna end in like an hour. Buy this for mom.
1: Uh, it's still November. I don't think there's anything wrong. I don't. I don't think I even bought one gift yet. I think that's fine. But I am the master procrastinator, so I was actually just researching it yesterday. I googled while I was procrastinating, not doing the podcast. <laughs> you were
0: finding something to procrastinate. Procrastinating
1: <laughs> <laughs> by researching about it, and. The first thing that popped up was, oh, people with depression, anxiety, ADHD, mental issues. Those are the people who procrastinate. And usually they'll have a a sickness of some type. (laughs) Also, I'm like, oh, great.
0: (laughs) That's like me. I look it up and that's the answer. And I get like, no, I don't like that answer. Let me look. Let me look for another answer. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that.
1: I do not accept your answer. (laughs) that's not me. I mean that's exactly what I did and then I found a TED talk. His name is Tim Urban. He has one of the most watched TED talks ever called Inside the Mind of a Master Procrastinator. <laughs> Sounds and great. His take on it is that we're all procrastinators to some degree and then he was just kind of giving tips on how to work past it or get through it.
0: I'm a I'm a I'm a pretty big TED talk guy. Sounds great. I'll I'll watch it later. <laughs>
1: Let's get into today's topic. I want to talk about dating. And since you're a straight man and my audience is predominantly female, I love getting the male takes on things. And like, if you can open up and give the audience any male insight to your crazy, idiotic brains <laughs> that ah, ah. we don't understand. Oh,
0: it's, I've taken about every path possible when dating. But yeah, sure. We can, uh, we can revisit some of my, uh, journey (laughs) and we can talk about where I'm at now. Talk about whatever you want.
1: I was thinking about the Tijuana trip that you took. (laughs) Which one?
0: Sorry, that wasn't even... I wasn't trying to be funny. (laughs)
1: All right, well, I mean, I don't think it's an insult for me to say that you used to be a fuck boy. Yeah. Right? Would you agree? That's pretty easy to... So... No one's arguing that. (laughs) When we lived in the same building, I would either be in your apartment a lot, you would be in mine a lot. And one time you had just gotten back from Tijuana and you came right to my apartment and you asked for a glass of water. (laughs) Do you remember
0: that? I'm trying to think. (laughs) Who did I go to Tijuana? Who did I go to TJ with?
1: I don't know. One of your creepy friends. So I guess you don't remember. No. But. You did some pretty scandalous, salacious things that I had heard about in TJ. And I was like, there's no fucking way you're going to (laughs) put your mouth on any of my glasses (laughs) after I know where it just was. (laughs) And
0: I haven't showered yet. Yeah, that's bad.
1: No, it was so gross. You know, a lot of things happen in Mexico. So this was like 10 years ago when you were probably, I'm guessing, in your 20s, late 20s. So would you still do those things now? Oh,
0: God, no. I'm so much less careless with my life now. I mean, back then, I remember we were just living for the thrill. You know, we weren't thinking about a future. We were just like, we were just living in the moment. Hey, let's go to Mexico. Okay. Hey, we're closing the bar down. It's two o'clock in the morning. Bars are closing. Hey, my buddy's got a private jet. Let's fly to Vegas. You know, it's a different time. I'm 39 years old. My career is the most important thing in my life. Probably why I may have lost my most recent ex.
1: That's not why you lost your most recent ex.
0: But that's one thing. We can get into that if you want. But she was a jealous person.
1: The moment you met her, she looked at your phone without you knowing about it and went through your phone. And you guys had a fight about it. And that was like your first date or around your, you know, when you guys first met. And I was like, this is not any way to start a relationship this is gonna lead to so many problems down the road just the fact that she was compelled to do that right away
0: yeah and especially like it's one thing to do that as a general rule you don't do that but like you definitely don't do that to me the quickest way for me to just be like nope i'm done Is go through my emails, my phone, you know, my personal stuff. I at least have to have some sort of privacy. Not that I'm trying to hide anything from anybody. But, like, don't go through my stuff. Like, don't go through my emails.
1: I will call you out on that because you say that's the quickest way to end it. But, like, that's how she started her relationship with you. (laughs) That is actually the opposite. What you're saying is the opposite of what you did, which is a perfect example of me saying men have idiot brains some of the (laughs) time. Why'd you do it?
0: Well, I loved her.
1: Not in the beginning. No,
0: not in the beginning. I'm not sure how she hooked me. Maybe it was the fact that I couldn't just get her very easily. I had to work to get her a little bit that that I just kind of disregarded (laughs) those giant red flags.
1: You know what Taylor Swift says?
0: Oh, I love Taylor Swift. What does she say?
1: (laughs) Boys only want love if it's torture. Yeah.
0: I love that song. (laughs) Okay.
1: You mentioned that you had to work to get her. Explain that.
0: She was a single mom with two kids. Okay. And I met her at a 4th of July party on the lake in Westlake. And she was a little different than everybody else. You know, she was what I gravitated towards. And and I went up and talked to her and she was impressed with the fact that that we met in real life. And I actually had the nerve to walk up to her and like hit on her. I just walked up and I was like, hey, what's your name? We had a good uh, dialogue. and, And so I wanted to see her again. But then almost immediately, I was like, well, I'll give her a couple of days before I text her or whatever, you know. I don't want to see overly ambitious. It was a little bit of like to overcome. She was in a whole mind frame where she was like, I do not want to date right now. And so I was like, oh, I'll break that down. Let me, <laughs> let me try really hard and see if I can change your mentality. But yeah, there, there was a little bit to overcome. And so I don't really know why I had made so many allowances for her.
1: I would like to know too. And it's a pattern with you because <laughs> yeah. with the other ex that i hated i'm not gonna say i hate your most recent one i think she's very nice you know she told you she wasn't in the place to date she clearly was not she had some things to work out or else she probably wouldn't have felt compelled to go through anyone's phone in the ever but especially in the very beginning Uh. so she flat out was telling you like i'm not ready i don't want to bash her in any way whatsoever but getting back to your ex before her who also Was a single mom. Mm
0: -hmm. My ex-wife she's talking about.
1: She was red flags from the very beginning. I told you. Your best friend told you. Everybody probably around you told you. Yeah. You You don't listen to anyone ever.
0: Right. I don't know. I guess I'm uh, infatuated or consumed by the thrill of getting something that's so wrong for me. I don't know. It's like, it's almost like, it's like, don't touch it. It's hot. But it's like, oh, but I want to touch it. (laughs) <laughs> I want you know what I mean I want to know what it feels like when I touch it even though I know I'm gonna get burned like like that forbidden fruit
1: this was a girl who did the worst things to you yeah like literal torture
0: yeah and I stuck around
1: <laughs> I think you like it
0: I had this conversation with it, my career mentor I was telling him I was like hey man I think I got it back away from this relationship. I don't think it's good for me. I think it's taking away from my career efforts. And I think I got to get away because it's too much drama and I don't like the drama. And he goes, yes, you do. And I go, no, I don't. He goes, James, he goes, you say you don't like the drama. And then all you do is involve yourself with the drama. So you like the drama. And I go, no, I really don't. I hate it. I want it to not exist. And he goes, no, you don't. You like it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be with this person. We wouldn't even be talking about this. And I'm like, oh my God, he's right. He's right. So I go, you know what, man? He goes, I tell you what, You'll see. I'm not just going to say it. I'm going to show you that like, I don't like the drama. And you know what I did?
1: You broke up with her?
0: I moved in with her. Oh. <laughs> so.
1: Of course you did.
0: What I want to do is change my life. And I don't know how I'm going to be able to do that because I continually fail. It's like my Achilles heel. I'm in a constant evolutionary process where I'm trying to work through not wanting the drama. But evidently, I guess I, I like the drama.
1: I think that you're conflating drama and a challenge, okay? Because obviously we all know it's ingrained in most men. They want some sort of a challenge. They don't want something to be easy. Even humans in general, we have learned to value that which is hard to get or rare. And so if someone, whether it's an act or if it's actual reality, if they are seemingly hard to get, those are the people that most people want to get because they think that it's more valuable. Yes. But it's usually not the case. (laughs) One of your exes who I love dearly and still keep in contact, she won't speak to you anymore, but I love her, Stephanie. Yeah. She was amazing to you and you just disregarded her. You didn't want it. She moved back to London. She won't speak to you anymore, but she was willing to like, yeah everything she she's
0: out. the one that got away yeah and i didn't want it you're absolutely right like it was there for the taking she so have n- never been treated as good by anybody in my entire life as, a, as far as a partner goes as her and it just like i just blew it she was so and i, I know i'm speaking from a place right now because i wish i could have her back right now <laughs> you know i thought about this over the course of 20 years you know you think you think oh who was good to me? What do I look for in a relationship? And I'm like, Stephanie is like the one that got away.
1: I wonder if now you want it to have it. (laughs) Talk to you. Exactly. Or have you really evolved?
0: Maybe that's, maybe that's true. I've often had that thought in my head too. It's like, do I only want this because I can't have it? The process goes like this. It's like, oh, I really want her. I can't believe I can't have her. And then it's like, but what would you do if you got her? Would you be happy if you got her? Would you? Yeah, yeah. And to the point where, like, I have reached out to her several times. How does it go? It's not good. She's like, you ruined my life. I had to start over after you. Please don't ever contact me again. So to say it's not going so well is is an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. It's never May- going to
1: happen. <laughs> Maybe you'll wear her down. No, good for her, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's respectable. It, it, it's unexpected from her because, you know, she did love me so much. And, you know, she there was a point in time where she was just like, I'll give you everything. Like, I'll give up everything, you know, my hopes, my dreams, my life, whatever, where I live. Like, and I'll come and I'll stay here with you and I'll be with you because I love you so much. And now it's like, don't ever, ever contact me again.
1: Here's the thing. In your small defense with this... We never want people to say those things to us, that I'll give up all of my dreams for you. That's bad. It's it's
0: unhealthy. It's
1: it's super unhealthy. And that's way too much responsibility to put on a person. And plus, it's unattractive if someone is willing to give up their own dreams for another person and put another person like that ahead of themselves. And that's not attractive. So I can kind of understand why at that point you would be like, no, no this isn't for me i get it as amazing as she is i think maybe she learned over time as well like that was not right and good thing she didn't give up her dreams it's a good thing that it actually didn't work out i think yeah well i
0: mean the best is yet to come right
1: (laughs) yeah we'll see so you were in la for a very long time you're from kentucky originally and two months ago after your breakup you decided to go back home
0: for the holidays. Yeah, see my mom.
1: Very much like a Hallmark movie theme. You went back to your Oh, my hometown. God, it is,
0: isn't it? <laughs> Jeez.
1: Next, you just need to meet someone from your hometown to show you that the big city life isn't what it's Text book, up to Hallmark, be.
0: Textbook Hallmark, baby. You know, <laughs> fall in love with an old friend here. Oh, my God, that's so crazy.
1: When you are ready to date again, are you going to go on the dating apps
0: I'm very likely will go on the dating apps, but there's a there's an asterisk there. I'll go on, but with different intentions, okay? Like I will go on very light. I'll go and I'll just see what's out there. I'll have some conversations with some people and I'll just see what happens. Like I'm not going out heavy with the expectations of, oh, I'm going to go out, I'm going to find love. It's nice every now and then just to talk to people. It's nice for me to go out and just talk to and have some interaction with females. It's nice. I'm assuming it's going to be better when you go out. You don't have such high expectations and you keep it light. It's still a dating app, you know. You understand like what, what can happen, but it's going to be more like what's a what's a messaging app.
1: But you don't want to just use it as a way to like have pen pals, right? Are you actually going to be asking people out?
0: If it happens, yeah, I'll get there. I'll ask someone out.
1: So, what are some first date turnoffs?
0: Like an IRL date what turns me off oh the instant that I see somebody oh my god handbags and shoes what yes if you have like an ugly handbag Or atrocious shoes. Like I like them to be nice. I know that's
1: crazy. Do you think most men notice those things? No, I
0: don't think they do. I think that I'm a little different in that. I think most people are just like, dude, who gives who cares about our handbag? What's a good handbag? If you have like, if you're basically carrying around a duffel bag, you need to reevaluate like what you're doing. (laughs) Like if you have like everything but the kitchen sink in that thing, like I like like small handbags are nice. It's similar to this. You know how when you when girls meet guys, they look at their shoes. That's a thing. Guys don't ever think that girls look at their shoes, and I don't know why because it's, it's dumb. You should, guys. They're looking at your shoes.
1: Your turnoffs so far are very superficial: handbags, shoes. Is there anything that they say or do?
0: Yeah. So, like, I don't want to really hear a lot about all the things going wrong in your life. Like, yeah, it's a nice icebreaker because you have something to talk about. I'd rather hear about what's going on good in your life, but a lot of people talk about their ex and they talk about all the problems that they're having right now. Oh my God, I can't believe my roommate, dot, 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 blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that's great. Like, what like, what kind of food do you like? <laughs> you know, like, let's, let's steer it back.
1: I've run into this where it seems like on almost every first date, the guy is asking me, so when was your last relationship and how did it end? And it's like, if you don't want to hear about my ex, yeah. don't ask me that question on the first date.
0: It's not a go-to for me, but I can see how most guys would probably do that i mean you also want to make sure you know you want to know what i shouldn't say this but you want to know what kind of psycho we're dealing with like you want to take a look inside the medicine cabinet <laughs> you know what i mean like let's just see what we're. i think that when a guy asks you so how did it go with your last ex or whatever like what he really really is hoping he's going to hear is that like the guy died or something <laughs> like of natural causes <laughs> you know like that's why it didn't work out. It's like oh yeah she's an angel you know not that you rifled through all of his stuff and you found out that he like you dug a little deeper and then you've dug up stuff before you you ever met him and you know like that's not what the guy wants to hear i've
1: kind of come to the conclusion that most guys are going to ask me that question but you're not going to lay it all out and they don't deserve to hear all the ins and outs and everything that actually happened and like you said more than anything they're just trying to see who you are they don't really give a shit about the ex so i just try to keep it as quick and short of a response as possible like this is how long my last relationship was we broke up just because we were not right for each other like i just try to keep it as simple as possible because other times i'm not gonna lie like i've gone into the details like oh yeah i found out that he did this or that yeah yeah, but then it's like it's always like awkward that's an awkward conversation for a first date
0: yeah you want to keep it short and that's for both sides of that the guy and the girl like for me I'm always like it didn't work out that's like the best answer you can say is that like it didn't work out because it's not necessarily well the reason they're asking that question in my opinion is it's not necessarily like what happened it's how did you react to what happened
1: it's not what you're saying so much as like it's the people trying to gauge where are you at right now and how did you handle the breakup I think and are there still emotions attached
0: oh yeah that's a thing like are you still emotionally invested or involved in in that relationship or is it over has there been enough time has it been like at least three months since you broke up or whatever for me I can tell you that when I'm done when I make a decision to be done I'm done. That's it. It takes me so long to get there and to give up. Like, I'm Irish. I'll see something through to the bitter end. That's just how I am. I'm I'm committed. If I make a commitment, I'm I'm there. And it takes me a lot to get to the point where, like, we're done. But when I get there, like, we're done.
1: I think that's more of a male thing than female. I've noticed that once men are done, I feel like they are done. And they can move on a lot faster. I don't know, easier. I think they
0: compartmentalize it.
1: Yeah, they can move on right away, be with someone else and seemingly be happy with the next person. Whereas I think females and not to generalize, but I feel like personally, I take longer after a breakup if it's affected me, where I feel like men, their go to is to jump into something else.
0: That's like a coping mechanism. You know, like if the best way to get over a girl Mm -hmm. is to get under one or something like that, you know, whatever, many, many other cliches. But yeah, that's like a coping mechanism. And that is something that you do. But, like, for me right now, that's not something that I'm doing. Like, that's – and that was one of my ex's greatest fears is, like, if we got in a fight and we had a breakup, that I was going to go run and do that. And the reason she thought that is because that's what she did.
1: Mm. I have to tell you, there was one time that I cried on a first date. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was shortly after my dad passed away, months after it. I wasn't over it. Not that it's something you ever get over. He asked about it. It was, like, maybe the first time I was talking about it with – A person I didn't know and so I was crying as I'm telling him how my dad died and after that date like I wasn't interested in him he was super interested he bought me tickets to go see Madonna because on that date I said I wanted to see Madonna so bad oh wow but the tickets were for like a year later I'm like oh my god this guy thinks like we're still going to be together in a year (laughs) like it's not (laughs) happening So I love it
0: that that was your reaction
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what I would
0: think I would be like, Oh, you bought me things for Don." I'm like, whoa, in a year. Are these are fundable?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I just never spoke to I I was a jerk, but I was going through something. I had no business dating that soon after something so traumatic. Yeah. But you would think crying on a date would be a turnoff for guys. Yeah. But I mean, he was obsessed.
0: Wow. So interesting. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll just never forget it though, because it's like, oh, crying <laughs> was uh, was the key in that one to uh, turning him on. Oh my god! You know what's so bizarre though? <gasps> I just thought of this. I saw this movie right where there's a legitimate turn on for some people, like where they get turned on by seeing someone cry. So, oh my god, that's this girl realized because she was not like attracted to her husband anymore like the spark had fizzled and then his dad died and then she saw him crying all the time and every time he would cry they would hook up and she realized she was attracted to that so then she started doing things to make him cry like she would bring, oh my God. she would bring up the dad's death all the time she put a ton of pictures around the house of his dad and then she like upped the ante even more and she took his dog who he loved Brought it to her friend's house and was like, just keep this dog here f- for a day. Just watch my dog. And she pretended that the dog ran away so that he would cry and be upset. But then the dog actually ran away from the friend's house. And so the dog truly was missing. And it was like, it was Oh my insane.
0: God, that's so twisted.
1: So twisted, hilarious. I wish I could remember the name of the movie. Me but too. <laughs> I'll look it up. I'll, I'll try to let you know what it was. It was so funny crazy. But like, I never knew that that was an actual turn on for some people. So maybe it was his.
0: Wow, that's uh that's madness. I did not know that either. I think that my ex wife may have had that same thing. She loved to see me. In- <laughs>
1: <laughs> that explains her behavior. <laughs> okay, let's talk about chemistry. Can you see that from a picture on their profile? Or do you have to meet in person to know if there's chemistry? Is it something that can grow? Or is it immediate?
0: For me, it's I have to be in front of the person. We have to be near each other, and the, the pheromones have to be exchanged. And then I feel like sometimes I'm like, wow, I get this feeling like it's the actual chemicals. That it's the actual chemistry, the the science of it. You know, it's not just like. People saying that metaphorically. It's like, oh, we have great chemistry. Like, if I'm in front of somebody sometimes, I'm like, oh, wow, this, the exchange of actual chemicals is really like, I can feel it. Um, that's a real thing. You know, I'm not like making that up. Um, so for me, that's when it is. It's, it's not real until I'm in front of the person. Like, the conversations are great. So pictures are great. Texting is great. Conversations, even better. For me, it, I know when I'm in front of the person.
1: Is it an immediate thing or is it something that can grow?
0: Well, I feel like it can be it could be either when it's immediate you just know it's weird it's like you have this overwhelming like, thing you're like dude I, I just know can't really explain it it's literally just the chemicals but yeah also I've, I've had it grow over time too
1: interesting in the beginning are they like friends with benefits or no. just friends or are you dating
0: they're just when it happens like that they are just friends there's no benefits right and then all of a sudden, like, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, a light switch flips on. You're like, holy God. Like, you think about it You're like, all this is starting to add up for me. This is how it works. And then it's like, oh my God, I think I'm in love with this person. Am I in love with this person? This is wild. Let me think about this a little more. So for me, it doesn't evolve slowly with like, oh, we kissed, we held hands, and then it built up. For me, it's like, all of a sudden, it just hits me like a ton of bricks. and I'm like, oh my God, I think I love this person.
1: But were they in love the whole time? Oh,
0: yeah, of course. Yeah, they're making their play the whole time. But they're doing it subtly. It doesn't come off as pathetic. There's a difference between, like, relentless assault of, like, attempts to try to be with somebody. And then there's the complete opposite, you know, is, like, you know, just someone, just a kind person in your life that, that starts as a friend and it becomes something better.
1: Hmm. From a male perspective, don't bullshit me. Do you think less of a girl who sleeps with you right away?
0: Absolutely not. And I have made this point a lot of times to a lot of guys, even I'm like, dude, if we get down on the first date, I don't care. I do not think less of her or whatever. No, a lot of the women that I've loved, really loved in my life, I slept with on the first date. A lot of guys do though. A lot of guys like, oh, well, you know, she gave it up on the first night and that devalues the person in their in their mind, but not me.
1: Here's the thing. It's like the dude is doing it too. So who is he to like think less of her when he's doing the same exact thing?
0: It's like a double standard. Yeah, it's not yeah. fair. It's not fair. And yeah. I and mean, exactly the way you think of it is how I think of it.
1: Actually, although I stand up for women in that regard, I don't have a hard and fast rule. Pun intended.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. But, I knew it. But, Here it comes. <laughs>
1: But the way I feel right now, because I took a year off from dating, whoever I'm with now moving forward, I kind of want there to be potential. I want it to lead to something more. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to date just to date. And I don't need to just hook up. Like, I don't need to do that. So for me now, I'm kind of like, yeah, I think I would want to wait until we're exclusive. That's for more than one reason, and it's not because it's a game because I want him to like have a chase because I think that's so dumb even though it exists.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a tough one.
1: Yeah, it's more for me because I feel like health-wise, first of all, let's talk about physical health. I don't want to be with someone who's sharing body parts with someone else, number one. Two, mental health. I think it's so crazy that people can compartmentalize and be like, okay, well, he's not with me tonight. It doesn't matter if he's with someone else tonight. I just won't think of it. I can't do that. Yeah. I want to be with someone who is actually focused on me.
0: Yeah, I don't want to be with somebody that's dating multiple people either. I mean, even if we're not – like that whole mutually exclusive thing, you know, you had that conversation where it's like, okay, well, I just want to date you. I don't want to date anybody else. Hey, that's always so weird to me, like when i'm when I'm seeing somebody if it's not just for sex, uh, then when I'm seeing a person, I'm not seeing anybody else. It doesn't mean that that person's my girlfriend, but I mean I'm not that's just me i'm only I only do attention for like one person. I don't lead like three, four on at the same time and then pick one at the end. like that's not really what I do.
1: Do most guys do that? Yeah. They're on the apps, you know, they have multiples, as do the women, as do same-sex couples. You have multiple options.
0: Yeah, they got a roster. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You don't want to come off and be like, you only have to be with me, but we just met. That's a crazy conversation to have. But also, like, how do you say it in a way that makes sense and actually kind of gets across what I just said?
0: Well, I mean, you know, it sucks because you you hit on something where you were like, you don't want there to be a chase, but there always has to be a little, like, you don't want to play any game, but, like, there always has to be a little. If a girl came up to me, the thing that would probably get me is if she was like, hey, I like you. Let's see what happens, you know? Like, not I'm in love with you. Let's get married and have kids. But not like, he's okay. But, like, no, like, like I like you. Like, she's sending me signals like, stop dating everybody else. (laughs)
1: If she just says, hey, I like you, that doesn't mean stop dating other people. Like, why would you take it that way?
0: Well, to me, it does. Her actions are telling me that she only wants to date me and she only wants me to date her. You know, she, that's, she can make that pretty clear to me, you know.
1: How? What would the actions be?
0: When I'm going and doing stuff that she wouldn't normally be there for, like wanting to come along. Like, hey, I'm going golfing. Like, oh, hey, cool. Can I come with you? I'll drop the cart. Be like, well, no, you're not going to come. You're not going to come golfing with me. But like, that's really sweet. You know, like, that's nice.
1: I would never do that. Never.
0: <laughs> you would never go or you would never offer?
1: <laughs> I would never offer. Like if someone's on asked, I would never invite myself to something like
0: yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like girls that are a little clingier. I know that's not atypical for men, actually.
1: Okay. So give me like the actual male perspective.
0: Male perspective is they're going to go on the dating apps. They're, pro- they're usually going to go on several of them. Okay, And they're going to see several different women at the same time. And they're going to see them as if that's the only woman that they're seeing. They're just going to do that with multiple people. And if they sleep with you on the first night, they're probably not going to value you as much. (laughs) That's pretty much the guy perspective.
1: So let's say he is dating multiple women. What is it that would stand out or make him want to get into a relationship, if anything?
0: It's almost like survival of the fittest. These women, let's say there's like four of them, Okay. They don't know that they're in this contest for this guy. They really are. They're like competing for this, for this guy. But like the mentality for the guy is to hold off being in a relationship as long as possible and to keep this going as long as possible because this is, you know, what they like. They like seeing four girls at once. They're hesitant to commit. To any one of them, because this is like, you know, four is better than one is, is the mentality a lot of times. And then what happens is one of those four will fall off because after a while, nobody's going to stick around without commitment. So they're just going to be like, all right, this isn't working out. We're gonna, I'm going to move on from you. And then, you know, he'll get rid of one and he'll pick up another one. That's what a lot of guys do.
1: Are these guys just being up front and being like, I don't want a relationship. I just want it casual. And the girls know what they're getting into. Or are these girls in a competition they don't even know that they're in?
0: That's it. They're in a competition they don't know what they're in. But there's not like, it's not organic to be like, look, I'm only interested in hooking up or whatever. Like, you, that's not very, like, good pillow talk. It, you know, you lead them on. You, you know, you let them think that they're starting something like, it's the beginning of a budding relationship.
1: How do girls know if they're dealing with someone like that? Are there any tip-offs or clues? Because no one should be dealing with someone like that. They shouldn't get away with that.
0: Yeah, it's tough because usually you just catch them. <laughs> you know, they, like, make a mistake or a misstep and you just catch them.
1: So do you think it's okay then when you first start seeing someone to be like, I don't want to date someone if they're dating multiple people?
0: Yeah. That's a reasonable request. If you're going to give me an, a legitimate shot, let me at least have your attention. You don't you don't have to give me your undivided attention and take away from your work or your family if you have kids or whatever. But, like, I at least don't want you, like, dating other people at the same time. Or at least after, like, three dates, I need you to at least know right. whether or not you want to try to have something with me.
1: Right. I wouldn't say it on date one because, like, I wouldn't even know if I'd want to be with that person. But also, I don't know, because then that does that work against you? Because then you're kind of killing the chase because you're letting him know he's the only one.
0: I don't look at it like that. I look at it like this. I have a rule. OK, James's rule is I give someone three dates. And if after that third date, I don't feel a connection and I don't see it going anywhere, then I'll end it. I don't have to make a big deal about it. I either will just like stop contacting that person, which is not like the best way, or the better way to do it is to just be like, yeah, this isn't really working out. I like you. I think you're great, but I'm not feeling the connection. I feel like that honesty is respectable. You know, it's better than ghosting. I've also not cut it after three dates with somebody that I knew it wasn't going to work. And then what happens is you start to withdraw and they start to chase more. It starts to become out of control where it's like oh my god how do I get rid of this person like I don't want to be with this person at all I just led them on I have this immense guilt or at least I do as a man I'm like dude I should not let this person on so like my rule is three and it doesn't mean that after the third date that you're just like laying it all out for this person it means that after the third date I see the possibility of having something with this person and I'm also not going to date anybody else. Like you could go on three first dates in a week after you meet the first person, even if you hit it off like gangbusters okay, on the first date and you guys are talking and texting all the time or whatever, but you have a date planned tomorrow that you made before you met this guy, you still go on that date. If anything, it serves as a...
1: Measuring stick?
0: Yes, that's exactly what I was trying to say eloquently. Uh, solidifies how you feel about the other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, confirms oh, confirmation. That's what I was looking for. It confirms your feelings about the other person. You're like, wow, this other person's so much better than this person.
1: What makes someone better than the other person, in your opinion?
0: I'm at a point now where what I'm looking for is a career girl. I'm over like meeting girls and I just take care of them and I'm daddy. i I'm, I want to meet a girl that's got her own life, has got stuff going on, she's got her career, and I can meet up with her and our lives can meld together. But I also want somebody that's got their own friends. I don't want to be, and I just ran away from this recently with my ex. She's a, one of those people where like her partner is her whole life. Like no friends do everything together with that person. And like, there's no other life outside of that. That's not what I wanted like I've got my guy friend Carrie you know I love going out with him we hang we get beers we go kayaking and you know I want to be able to do that without her wondering what I'm doing like in some sort of jealous rage when I'm out with him I want her to be like yeah "Yeah, I'll just call up my friend my girlfriend whatever
1: that seems all very reasonable why is this eluding you
0: at this point (laughs) at this stage in the game I have to date girls that are age appropriate so I've got to decide like how young is too young? Because I want to have a family. So I don't want to really go more than eight years outside my age. So at this point, I've got to find a woman that's like 31 or 32 years old, and there's not a lot available. Usually the only <laughs> candidates that are reasonable that, that you know, are contenders to, for somebody that I would even want to be with are people that are like freshly divorced. and And that's okay. That's all right. You know, I'm fine with that. But you know, you got to catch them right when they're right when they're breaking up
1: (laughs) so you're saying early 30s is a hard age range because the availability
0: most of the good ones are already taken i've been taken a lot in my life like maybe somebody met me and i was taken i was married or i was in a long-term relationship or whatever and i I, i've not always been available so i would have to meet somebody like me that's just recently available It's not necessarily looking for anything, but it just happens. So it's difficult for me at this age to find somebody that is available, is sane for the most part, and still, you know, wants the same things I want. And it's focused about money and career. It's important to me. I've been with people that just don't care at all. They just spend money like recklessly. And that's scary. It's like, well, you gotta like you know, you need to have like a home and, you know, <laughs> you know, certain things. I need to have somebody that values things the same as me.
1: Let's dig into the age a little bit, because this is very common where the man, the older man is looking for the younger woman because of that clock that is ticking. I think that's completely unfair. I like to see women raise their eggs, kind of level that playing field a little bit, and they're not on so much of a ticking clock. But Would you consider someone your own age if, let's say, she froze her eggs or if she was willing to, like, try?
0: The best person that I can think of that I would try to be with, and this person's not available, they're in a relationship, but if they weren't, I would be pursuing this, and this is my age old friend from high school that I've known 25 years. She just got divorced. She's got two children. She's 39 or 40 years old and I couldn't think of a person in my life I'd rather be with more than her to see if it worked out with her because we get along so good and we know each other and you know and we've we've stayed connected over the years.
1: What if this ideal woman that you're speaking of was available and did want you, but she didn't want children. Then that's
0: okay, too. Maybe she can't have children or doesn't want children. Is that okay? And the answer is, yeah, that's fine. You know, if she can't have children, you know, you can talk about the possibility of adopting a child or if she doesn't want children, then, you know, maybe, maybe that's, that's okay. Yes, I do really want children, but could I live without them? Yeah, that's okay. I'm also getting older too. At this point when my kids graduating high school, I'm gonna be 60. So you know, (laughs) that's if I got started right now.
1: Yeah. Is there anything else to wrap this up? Any help that you can give women when it comes to dating?
0: I just freshly got out of a relationship. And most of the time, you know, you're really sad, you know, and I believe me, I am sad. But I'm also like, really, really happy right now and I'm really uh, excited about the future because I'm, I'm living for me now, right? I felt like now that I'm out of it, I feel like I was kind of living for someone else and you should do that when you're in a relationship, but it should be reciprocated and I don't think that it was and I couldn't see it until now, but right now, like, I'm happy. I'm living my best life. I'm with my family. I'm healthy, but I'm, I'm actually the happiest I am right now because I'm not looking for anything. And that's probably when I'll find it. But yeah, eventually I'll be on the dating apps. It's an evolution. Or a vicious it's a, it's a vicious cycle. That's right.
1: You will be back in LA next week? Yeah,
0: I need to talk to a few people and line some things up and then I'll be back.
1: All right. Well, when you get back here, we'll definitely... It's so funny. You text me. You're like, you want to get some tapas? tapas? I'm like, that's a very <laughs> descriptive food item to ask me if I want to get. Did you mean tacos or did you actually mean tapas?
0: Tapas. Small plates. <laughs>
1: so funny
0: let's go to a bar let's have a martini extra dirty and let's have some tapas
1: i gave up vodka uh
0: some prosciutto and burrata some tapas
1: uh i will not be having either of those things but if we could find some vegan tapas
0: oh because it's cheese right okay gotcha gotcha you went full vegan
1: you want to hear a quick funny story yes back when i used to live in New York before I was even in the restaurant business I was dipping my toe in the waters of getting into the restaurant business and I went to go see this restaurant space that was available and I was there with the broker and he was like what type of restaurant do you have in mind for here and I'm like tapas and he, go- <laughs> and he goes I don't I don't know if the zoning is would would allow for that kind of place and I'm like what do you mean why would I need special zoning for that type of restaurant yeah and turns out he thought I was saying topless <laughs> oh my god
0: that's amazing that's the best story that didn't make any sense to me either I was like topless. like it's none of your business what exactly. food I serve <laughs> topless wow oof <laughs> That guy doesn't rent a lot of buildings.
1: Or we know where his mind was at when he was touring with
0: me. Oh, right. Right.
1: So, yeah, I'll never never forget my tapas story. But anyway, I'll try to find vegan tapas somewhere.
0: Yeah, let's do it. I'll be in Highland Park and our mutual friend Mike is going to come in. He lives just outside of L.A., like around Barstow or something.
1: Okay. Well, Mike's not gonna wanna go to any of the places I want to go to because he's like hardcore meat eater too, I think. But we'll go
0: to our do our thing first and then yeah, 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 with yeah. Mike later.
1: In Highland Park, there's an awesome donut shop. It's all vegan. It's called Donut Friend. <laughs> it's owned by Mark Trombino, who was responsible for Blink 182. So he names all of the donuts, like really funny, like emo punk rock band names. Oh, that's awesome. And their donuts are <laughs> delicious. So maybe I'll meet you in Highland Park. Wow,
0: that's awesome. I'm excited to catch up with you and hear about all your business ventures.
1: Thank you again for doing this.
0: All right, Jamie. I'll speak to you Bye.
1: later. Bye. In the car.